Chapter 7 The Hungry Ghost Realm As I paced in circles beside the medicine man's things, those two dark cats waited right here. Now this evening felt auspicious, because never in my life had I met an actual seer. There I sat under the stars. After all, I had no path to follow, and so I went inward through the deeper layers where I felt sensitive and hollow. Past the mind and beyond the emotions, I inhaled through the nose to focus on the breath. I swear that medicine man disappeared before my eyes, and then I exhaled and welcomed this moment's present death. After another deep breath in, my layers came to life. I pulled the medicine man's dark poncho over my body where I became one with the shadow that hides behind the lack of light. My sight was open but vacant, for these eyes were not needed here. I looked even deeper inward through the layers and began to wonder what brought that medicine man right here. Many thoughts flooded my mind. Even emotions of anger and rage came to visit. I spent much time deluded by my thoughts, and then out of nowhere, one of the cats came closer to sit. This was the black one, with greenish-yellow eyes and plenty of fur and fluff. Its appearance looked to be a fierce predator, but its attitude was anything but tough. Such a gentle soul. And now his little companion came near. The smaller boy was a mix of smoky white and ashy darkness. Then both of them perked up when I watched them turn their ears. The wind whispered, and I tried to listen to what it had to say. Then the larger black cat meowed, turned, and walked the other way. Without overthinking, I watched these cats speak in ways that needed no sounds. Sure, they would meep or meow here or there, but there were secret ways these animals could communicate that appeared quite profound. Sometimes these cats were playful. Other times spooky sounds would trigger their demeanor to be quite serious, but they were always right on the spot in case of anything severe or perilous. After some time of following the black cat, I saw where it was heading. He led me back toward the father's pyramid, but I had come to avoid this dwelling. There I waited on the edge of the woods, then I heard the drunken men eat. They were in what appeared to be a tent or tavern, and now the cats snuck inside and remained discreet. When I got to the entrance of this tent, I took a peek in, then all the men inside turned towards me, and so I nodded when I entered within. No other man here had dark features, but who was I really? I could see their minds judge me based upon my layers, and as I examined the situation, it felt as if they suspected that I was guilty. The tension eased when I found a stool to sit on, and there the man asked if I'd like a beer. Sure. It took a minute for this bartender to respond. Then he took a glance around at the other men, and as if he had spoken a silent word with everyone, he asked the question again. You sure you want to drink here? He asked. The cats waited beside my feet, but neither showed any signals for fear. Yes, I think I'd like a beer. That's why I'm here. And this room was quite dark, and so I barely stood out. Some of these men were soldiers playing cards, 
Others were eating and stuffing their mouths. I don't think I'd ever met any of them, and I'm almost certain they didn't know who I was either. I steadied my mind to observe, and there my brain became just like a receiver. Gentle and mindful, I took a sip of the drink. I began to listen as my mind tried to feel out the situation. Now it was my mental layer that had much to process and think. The cats observed in silence, and so every moment became intentional and exact. But the longer I waited, the more tense it became when I feared one of the men may attack. Now a soldier raised his glass, then he offered a toast. All hail General Moe, said the man before he chugged his entire beer. Hey, why didn't you raise your glass? You a queer, asked the man. I didn't know who he was talking to, and so I kept my back towards him. I observed this moment in silence, when the same man came to the bar and asked for another drink. Oh, these men were hungry ghosts, and all I'd heard of General Moe is that he was corrupt, I think. Why didn't you raise your glass for the toast? The man asked me. Quiet like the two cats, I turned to locate his eyes. There I looked past his outer layers to see if his true self was aware behind his human disguise. I didn't know if I was included, and I didn't want to intrude on the party. I'm not a soldier of the Father's Pyramid, and so I've never met General Mo or been included by anyone in his army. What brings you here? asked the man. I'm looking for a seer, and so I waited when a whisper passed through my mind that my lips refused to say, and so it said, Whatever happened to the initiated men of power today? Now what I saw in this man's eyes was a sad reality that affected our society as a whole. He was completely disconnected and shut off from the spiritual source, which was that inner Atman called our spirit soul. After another sip of beer, it was silent while the men continued to eat. There was a thick gap between us when this strong soldier pulled up his chair, bumped into me, then took a seat. How had this man become so rude? And what was the difference between us? What was the block lingering without words? Why, it was so obvious, yet it was something no one dared to discuss. Now another man passed by, as he too came looking for another beer. He nudged my shoulder to send a direct message on the other side, and were all these men running on patterns of unconscious fears? What's your problem? he asked. No problem here. Well, you never answered his question. Are you a queer? he asked. I shook my head no, but he seemed to disagree. Then I took a look and noticed that everyone was staring at me. Well, if there is a problem, then that means there exists a solution. And don't mind me, I'm not trying to create any confusion. Boy, you must have a problem, because you ain't the right kind. Why are you sitting here so silent? What you got going on in that mind? He asked. Now it was this man who appeared to be caught up in a situation, and he was stuck within the layers of the mind. Surely there was an answer around here somewhere, but I did not imagine he would stumble upon the solution of peace that all beings were meant to find. Now in the situation I found myself, the most important question was in regards to our present state, and since I know that all things will change, 
I knew there was a way we could adjust, get to know each other, because in truth, it was possible that all of us can relate. It's really important we remember this, since the light of life exists among others. And this is a really meaningful idea, because the gift of life also exists within all our distant sisters and brothers. Of course, differences are inevitable, but this man wouldn't leave me alone. What are you doing here? Why'd you come here on your own? The soldier had nothing else to add, and after I said nothing, he went to gather with his comrades before he found his seat. Both cats seemed to be ever-present as they continued to wait beside my feet. Now I noticed a different man came to the bar, and he sensed something went awry. Why, I'd barely taken a second sip of beer before another friend of his arrived. This man put his hand upon my shoulder. Then he leaned forward, and I felt his breath under my ear. I waited for something, but his breath was all I could hear. A moment later, he ripped the chair out from under me, and there was nowhere I could sit. I crashed onto the ground when the cats ran as I fell onto my hip. Get out! We don't like you, he said. What did I do? He pressed his foot on top of me and stepped his boot onto my chest. He pressed harder while I tried to get up and fulfill his request. This man was caught in a fury of fear, and there was nothing in my power to make this situation any better. Go on, get out of here. I'm trying, I muttered. He removed his boot, and I got up and left my beer. Fucking queer, he said. Now this was male dominance, oppressive and abusive, far from the pinnacle of the mature masculinity, for this was the result of boyhood excuses. His inner layers had never fully developed, since his awareness had not fully matured into a man. I don't know what happened to him in his past, but I imagined it was heartbreaking and sad. This man's actions were an expression of boyhood psychology, and in part, the bipolar shadow, or crazy side, of masculinity. This expression of aggression was an attack not only on the masculine, but also on every man's responsibility. Those caught up in the structures and dynamics of this patriarchal system seek to dominate other men and women as well. This view of his was based upon fear, and that is why the hungry ghost realm appears right next to the realm of hell. As I walked out of the tent, I wondered about what he was missing. He had lost an adequate connection to the deep and intellectual layers which cultivated mature masculine energy. His true potential had been blocked, all by the training and experience of this man's life. His inner layers were congested, clouded, drunk, and knotted up tight. It did not matter who I was anymore, because I became more curious about who he had become and there was no way I could even help him. All you can do is wish them good luck when they're that ignorant and dumb. What he lacked was gentleness and generosity, all because I didn't raise my glass to his toast, and I was certain I knew something about who he was, for he was a very hungry ghost. And in that realm, it seems the act of consuming is more important than what you are consuming. And from now on, I picture that man with a tiny neck and a giant belly that was ballooning. Tonight was another celebration of consumption for them, but all I saw was a sense of poverty. He was so poor, 
he was not able to keep up with the presence of what the mature masculine should embody. There was a sense of competition and one-upmanship here. This was his collection of pride by the way all of them wanted to chug their beers. Everything in his path was something to consume, which were all the things he wanted to possess. It is quite sad to be surrounded by hungry ghosts, for they are always seeking whatever comes next. When I thought about his friends, there was a lack of honest encouragement. They were all deprived of love, and what they needed was spiritual nourishment. This never-ending hunger would drive him mad, and I felt pity for this man. After all, how you live is how you die, and so if he does not change, then he'll be a hungry ghost for much of his lifespan. His life held a sense of basic poverty, because he always lacked the fulfillment of achieving his desires. He would consume again and again, and it was obvious this led to a sense of aggression that transpired. The second aspect I noticed is there would eventually come a time when he could not fulfill his desires. There would come a point when he literally couldn't consume any more, and so he drank himself into stupor until he passed out along the floor. There the other hungry ghosts would leave him behind, and they'd look for other ghosts who were still hungry. They'd team up with someone who could still consume, and in a sense, these are addicts and junkies. They'd encourage everyone else around them to fall into their patterns, so that they too would consume more with them. These hungry ghosts not only deprive themselves, but they also deprive everyone else of real fun. And what was he so hungry for? Or did he just enjoy being hungry all along? Or was he in that place called hell? And maybe all this hatred was a secret cry to find a place he belonged. I wouldn't forget this lesson, and I could still hear the soldiers chugging and eating in the same old ways. I guess I'm glad they kicked me out, because I didn't have any money to pay. Hey you, you forgot this, said the bartender. He came to the woods to give me the medicine man's staff. Hey, does that happen often? Tell me it's not often that they act like that. Oh, it happens about every other night, said the bartender. And so the cycle of this hell spell continued on and on. These men were lost in it, and I wanted nothing to do with it, because I knew the woods is where my soul belonged. This suffering was a continual trap, but there had to be a way through this uncertainty and confusion. Now the larger black cat with the chipped tooth meowed when he offered up a solution. Was I the only one who heard him? Of course these men are stuck within a certain type of unconscious. You're right, black cat. There is a crisis in the masculine ritual process. 